Hi, I'm Dan Pleiss. And I'm Amber Ray. Welcome to Unconditional Love. A podcast about personal responsibility. Hi, my name is Dan Pleiss. I'm a 54-year-old gay man who lives in Chicago with his longtime partner. I'm in an open relationship, and I'm very active in the gay leather community. I am not a self-help guru. I'm, not, I'm just a person who has spent a lot of time and energy trying to understand how to experience more joy in my life. We are not mental health professionals, and the opinions expressed on this show are merely that, opinions. Each week, we're going to take turns choosing topics and getting the conversation. This week was my turn. And again, I'm Amber. I'm 58. I've been married a couple times, one short, one long. Um, I have three grown sons, one still at home with special needs, and I'm the primary caretaker for my 80-year-old mother. I've been aware of and seeking a spiritual path most of my life, and I get off that path fairly often, but so far, gratefully, have always found my way back. And this is an important topic to me. So what? So what? This what is this podcast about? Um, it's about uh, unconditional love, uh, and to me, uh, unconditional love does not mean to look at things or people or situations that I hate and feel love about uh, and feel love about them. To me, it means not letting things or people or situations or uh, that I hate distract me from being in a place where I feel joy and love from a larger perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm able to do this all the time or even most of the time. It's an aspirational goal that does bring me joy, makes me a better person, and ideally helps to uplift people in my life. Hmm. Um, I guess to me, unconditional love would be at the core of all the different types of love that there is. It's sort of like the penultimate goal of all life to be able to feel it and give it without conditions or expectations or judgment, which is always so much easier to do than or to say than to do and the only way to get there is to have that love for yourself first because that's the doorway into it and in my own life experience the closest I've ever gotten to it and I get to it almost every single day is with my kids because from the moment they were born I love them and they didn't do anything to elicit that from me other than just be And I'm not saying all parents feel this way or that my kids feel this way back to me because I'm sure they don't, Um, (laughs) but I feel it. And I think there's divinity in that type of love, and I want more of that. Yeah, it's it's sort of to me about like, you know, it's the one thing that you can control in this world is what you're thinking and feeling. It's not, you can't control what anyone else is thinking and feeling. You can't control what other people are doing. You can't control if it's raining. I know. You can, you can only can, <laughs> you can only control how you feel about yeah. it. And so part of it to me is learning to not stress about things that I can't control, which is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that means learning to feel worthy of love. It means not taking what others say personally. Mm. Um, and obviously there's so much more to say. I mean – about this. I mean, that's why we're making this podcast is it's sort of yeah. a bottomless topic. Yeah. And we talk about it all the time. Like it's underlying almost every conversation we have. Yeah. And, and so I guess, and then sort of what you were saying too, I mean, the, or at least how it ties back to personal responsibility and the reason that I wanted to call this 
unconditional love about personal responsibility mm -hmm. is um, that it's about taking responsibility for your you, taking responsibility for what you feel, for your thoughts and actions, for not making other people responsible for what you feel. Yeah, and, and it's making that choice mm -hmm. every single moment, right? Where it's always a choice. And 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 knowing, knowing, like I said, what other people do and say is completely out of your control, and so it's uh, taking responsibility for how you're responding to that and not trying to put it on other people. Mm -hmm. So that's why unconditional love, the only way you can really achieve that is by taking responsibility for yourself and for your feelings. So um, is there anything else you want to say about that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, everyone. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I talk, I called this episode uh, um, uh, therapy 101 because mm -hmm. uh, it was it was one of the it was the very first thing that I learned when I started being in therapy, going to a therapist, and it was such a revelation to me. It had never I had you know grown up being told that I was responsible for how my mother felt and what mood she was in from you know for every given moment of the day. And so I just thought that that's the way the world worked was you, you were responsible for the happiness of the people around you. Um, Which and, is why you're a caretaker still. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still working on it. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, there's an idea. So uh, I first started doing therapy. Uh, it was in my first long-term relationship and my therapist said it to me and I was, I was completely shocked. But uh, so I've, I've grown to call it therapy 101. It's, it's the most basic premise of emotional maturity to me. And, um, I've sort of come to use it as a, um, as kind of a bellwether, uh, of like whether that. when I'm talking to somebody, how I need to interact with them, if they're, if they understand the concept or not, because if they don't, then you need to be really careful when you're interacting with them, that they're not going to try to draw you into being responsible for them because you can't, but it's really easy, especially for me to do that. Um, one example that I, I show, and, and people struggle with this concept. How can it, how can, if you're doing something that's making me unhappy, how can you not be responsible for that? And the example that I read that I really liked was if you have a hundred people in an airplane and you say to them, okay, now we're going to put on parachutes and we're going to jump out of this airplane. Um, your experience of it might be to freak out and panic. Well, Amber's would be because Amber hates heights. <laughs> but so, but there might be an expert, you know, a skydiver in the in the group who would be all excited. They'd be yeah. super happy and they'd be. It's stoked. all perspective. And and so the the same stimulus is making people feel differently. So the person who's saying it isn't responsible for how you're feeling. You're responsible for how you're feeling. Yeah. And you could even if you don't want to go skydiving, you could your feeling could be, oh well, I'm not going. And not be upset about it, or you could freak out. These, what if they make me? And of course, they're not going to make you. But, but the way you can control how you feel about it, you can feel like they're trying to impose something on you and be upset and angry and, yeah, yeah, and terrified, yeah. or you can just say, "No, that's not something that I'm interested in," and just go do something else yeah. and not participate. Yeah. Or you can say, "Oh, my, that's the best thing that's ever that's happened to me this this week. I can't believe I'm getting to jump off an airplane. I didn't know that was going to happen to me today." And be and it makes and it's the best day. You know, it turns out to be the best day ever, and you didn't even know it was going to happen. But that's on you. That's your experience, not the person who asked you to jump out of the airplane. You know, it's funny. Um, I was 
trying to think of an example of this yesterday when we were starting to prep for this. And um, the clearest one that came to me just happened the other day because I had called you and told you, you know, Knight had had a breakdown. Knight's my son. Knight had had a breakdown at school and um, uh, the school had called me and uh, he had destroyed his iPhone. And um, my, my mom, who has some extreme memory loss, was um, really upset about something that she had uh, and she didn't understand what was happening. And you had said to me, oh, it sounds like um, it, it sounds like uh, you're having a really hard day. And and my response to you at the time, because I was obviously a little more connected that day. <laughs> I was like, well, no, they're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great day. <laughs> um, and the, because I wasn't I wasn't participating in the drama. I was just witnessing the drama. And yet the next day, once I got home and I was more involved with my son and I was more involved with my mother, that changed. Because mm-hmm. then I was choosing to allow it to bother me while the day before I was able to... To float about to, it. Yeah. Yeah, to be present but not embracing, mm-hmm. not diving into what yeah. that their drama was. I know. And I remember when you said that to me and I was like, oh, that's why I love Amber so much is, I mean, you've always been such an example to me of modeling that 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 not let it getting sucked into their drama and still managing to be happy or in a good mood even if you're in pain or if someone if your husband is driving you crazy <laughs> <laughs> or if he's being a, a jerk right so uh um yeah but uh, and the one of the things that i wrote down about this um yesterday when i was thinking about it is um and i've noticed that when i start to feel very unhappy and in my relationship, I'll catch myself working harder and harder. The way I try to make myself happy is by working harder and harder to make my partner happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the, the the thought process the, is that I'm working hard on his happiness, and and that will inspire him to work harder on my happiness. And so I'm trying to make myself. How's that working out? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I what, it was funny when it, but when I was writing it, what 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 I ended up writing was like, and what I've realized what I need to do is cut out the middleman, huh. which is the other person. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to motivate him to motivate me. And if I just focus on motivating what, so, what, you? once I start focusing on just what do I want to do? That's going to make me happy. Yeah. I find that we both get happier Yeah, because I'm not making him miserable, trying to get him to make me happy. Right. It's not asking him what he wants. It's asking you what you want. Yeah. 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 Um, so what are like, do you have, do you have tactics or do you have stuff that you use to remind yourself to be in that place? Cause it's so easy to not think that way. Do you know what I mean? It's so easy to, um, uh, buy into other people's, you yeah. know, when people present, when there's a challenge, we buy into the other person's viewpoint of it do you know mm-hmm. what i mean or defending ourselves yeah. or whatever uh, I, I think that my very first thing my very first go-to always is to go for a walk yeah i go outside and um look at the world and i've had the experience more than one time i'd be in the middle of a big fight with chad my partner and and i'll say you know what i don't want to do this i'm gonna i'm just gonna go for a walk like mm-hmm. i'm just if i i'm just gonna otherwise i'm just gonna get more angry and 
you know, and you know, I I think movement always is that yeah. way, right? It's like, and it's also being outside, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. being part of nature, or just you know, breathing the air differently, and um, and you stop focusing on yeah. you, and you're moving your body. Yeah, I uh, had this amazing experience one time a couple years ago. I was really, really upset, and um, we were both yelling at each other, and I went outside and I went for a walk, and I just and I was able to let go of it. I just, I just realized that none of it matters. And so it was like a and, physical and lo- sensation. Yeah, physically, like I just let go of it. And then I couldn't even, I couldn't even remember hmm. what we were fighting about. And I came back and I was like, I'm just, I, I was even in a good mood. I was just like, I, I actually feel fine. I feel good. And I got home, and Chad was like, I don't remember why. I was mad mm-hmm. at you. Like it, he, I had really so the energy. So he had the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I had really the energy, and and he was sitting there trying to be angry. Still, I mean, he hadn't gone. He hadn't tried to get rid of it, but somehow when I came back and I, I like he he couldn't bounce off of me. Like it just it released. So for there him wasn't too. anything feeding it anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It released for him too, and he was like, "Why were we, I don't remember why I was huh. even mad at you." It was like I was trying to be, but and and uh, and it just. Ended. It was yeah, so. It was really cool. interesting. Yeah. Um, looking at trees, I think that's you know it's part of being outside. But to me, trees in particular yeah. um, inspire me to let go of everything. Because when I think about everything that a tree can't control, which mm-hmm. is everything a tree can't do anything about the fact of there's a woodpecker, you know, drilling a hole in the side or yeah. <laughs> yeah. and. Or uh, that it didn't rain for two weeks, or it rained too much, or it got yeah. it's too cold, or too hot, or whatever. Like the tree just sits there and it thrives. It 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 doesn't it doesn't all that little circumstantial stuff doesn't really matter because overall everything is great. It gets the light it needs, it gets the water it needs, it gets the the nu- nutrition, the nutrients that it needs from the soil, and it just it grows and 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 thrives and is beautiful and. And is just a, a part of the world, and and um, and by being able to be itself, it, it provides shelter, provides shade, it stores carbon dioxide for the environment, yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't try to m- make anyone do anything else. It just yeah. it just stands there. Well, that's what I was saying. I didn't know it's not the same, but it's what I was saying about <clears throat> the, the love that I feel for my kids. It's just there. Like it's just. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not. It's just because there's no explanation. There's. It's just. It just is. Which is why <clears throat> I think going like exercising or movement or nature or watching a sunrise or a sunset or deep breathing, any of those things that that take us in, you know, on that get us back on the path. The reason they get us back on the path is because we're clearing mm-hmm. our mind. It's we just are. We. Yeah. It's just to be. You know. One of the things I think that you know, when I try to make when I'm unhappy, I try to make lists of things that I'm grateful for. Mm, I love that. And, yeah, yeah. And one of the things and uh, that I I realized a while ago, I would write things like I'm grateful for my dog or for my cottage in Canada or for the the, the nice weather today or whatever. And I realized that there's a whole there's layers and layers of well being that we take for granted that we don't even that are amazing that we, if you, to me, if I, and I started thinking about it and it helps me realize how much well-being there is in my life that I don't even, Mm. that I don't even think about like, 
that there's oxygen to breathe and that there's sunlight and this planet and there's oh there's food like all huge variety of food that just grows and that it just gets delivered to the grocery right. store safe water and, electricity and, and, all and, that and and a, a planet that and a and a sun and a moon and yeah. and the, just everything about our environment is so perfect and and we're sitting and you're you're sitting there on top of this giant mountain of well-being and mm. health and beauty going well that person over there looked at me funny and so i'm going to be unhappy and you're ignoring yeah. this this mountain of of well-being that yeah. you, that you're just sitting on not even looking at because you can't you take it so for granted it's seeing the bigger picture right and the yeah. bigger picture is filled with minutia that's so brilliant and delicious yes i feel that way i <laughs> i feel that way whenever i get a pedicure um, as soon as the nail person starts rubbing my feet, I realize how grateful I am for my feet because my feet take me everywhere and I get to see my friends and I get <laughs> to like take Zumba classes and I get like, I know it sounds, it sounds silly, but it's like your feet. It's like, be grateful for your feet. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just, <clears throat> just realizing, I mean, it, how well, I was going to say petty your concerns are, but then you start judging yourself, yeah, and that that takes you down a whole other path of unhappiness. For so um, then to wrap it up with all of this, um, I wanted to tie it back to unconditional love. So, how does this tie back to unconditional love? Like, so we're talking about personal responsibility and staying within yourself and not blaming other people for what you're feeling. So then, uh, so how does that have to do with unconditional love? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I, it's all unconditional love though, isn't it? Like the way, the, the way to being at peace and the way to being present and the way to moving forward in your life in um, with grace would be to be accepting. It's really accepting of yourself, right? It's of loving yourself and and giving the love that you give yourself, showing that to the world, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the the definition I heard not too long ago of unconditional love that I really liked was it. It doesn't mean that you love something that's that's awful. That's awful. Yeah. It means that you are, feel love without focusing on the the unhappy the the bad conditions so unconditional means you're not focused on the condition you don't need the conditions to be right in order to feel love you can feel love regardless of what the conditions are if somebody is if your child's having a meltdown or your boyfriend's having a bad day or whatever it doesn't mean that you can't still be in a state of grace and love and then and hopefully then uplift the people around yeah. you it's recognizing the divine wherever you are and whatever is happening and taking responsibility for what you can yeah. which is only the only thing you can be responsible for is what you feel and, and it's when you start feeling responsible for what other people are feeling that you is that you get out of that state of yeah grace. yeah yeah it's that word namaste right mm -hmm. it's recognizing Love or divine divinity or whatever that whatever word you use, it's recognizing that in everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bringing it back home. Okay. Well, that's the end of our first oh podcast. God, we, did <laughs> we did it. So, hope you guys, if you like it, you'll like us and subscribe, and and we'll keep doing more. And uh, I love you. Amber. Yeah, I love you. Thank you.